Mr. Grady Saxman. Hello. Thanks for having me back, Nick. Yeah. So, Grady, man, thanks for having us. Uh, we are here in Grady's studio. Can you hear the reverb? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are, uh, we're here checking it out. And, man, I think you just got this place done, and we were talking a little bit about it. Why don't you tell us about what you've been doing here in this studio? Well, uh, I've been tracking in this place for two years now. Yeah. And so I just recently, you, you guys are seeing like the second renovation yeah. <laughs> in two years. So it, it, I literally just, just got it done maybe Friday, you know? And yeah. so I've been just kind of picking up all this, all the pieces and putting them back together. But I mean, for, I guess I, for the listeners, like it, I don't know. I just say like I would raise the ceiling height in here, yeah. you know, but you know, I, I did a lot more than that too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Fresh woodwork everywhere. And yeah. I just redid all the wood. I, my, my room's vaulted. So, you know, like, I kind of like, you know, like if you go to like a sanctuary, yeah. like a, a, a church steeple yep. kind of thing, yeah. like with the, you know, I just wanted it to be a little bit more like that. So yeah. Vaulted ceilings. Vaulted ceilings. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the correct word. But, you know, getting into that, I, I realized that, well, I didn't realize somebody told me, they're like, you're going to probably want to replace your HVAC too. Yeah. yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's more in here to, to heat or cold. Yeah. Yeah. And the, what I, what I had was it, yeah, I knew it was a bad sign when like anytime anybody would like look at my AC, they'd start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always a clear sign. Yeah. <laughs> and move on. yeah. It's a. Uh, so uh, you were here, you produced songs here in your studio um, when you said two years ago. Where were you at before that? So I uh, I got into the production thing maybe 2012, okay. 2013, and my first spot was down on the row across from uh, Red Door. Okay. You know, um, yeah. and uh, I was I was fortunate enough to get in on just a really great room. Uh, I had a I had a, a partner at the time, and so he had he had all the gear, you know what I mean? And I, I just had drums and I was like, we, we, we made like a little arrangement and we got in on this room and it was awesome, man. It was the, uh, old Warner brothers, uh, studio. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was built in the seventies. So it was like still like exactly how it was in front of the seventies, which is like, they probably hated it 10 years before, but like, in 2012, it was just now cool again. Yes. <laughs> Finally, the 70s was cool again. Dude, like the green carpets were like a, a great touch. Yeah. You know, like they're like people lo loved it. And it was just a bunch of wood, you know, like a bunch of exposed cedar. And it was a really dry room. Um, and we were we were on the second story. It was a really weird building. So it was a th old brick building, three stories. There's massage therapists on the first floor. And also, uh, Butch Walker had a studio on the first floor. Okay. Um, and then second floor was marriage counselors 
in our studio. <laughs> and then the third floor was like uh, some tax people. And I want to say like, oh, I think Becky Harris was there as like a publishing office as well. So it was just like a hodgepodge of people. And like sometimes I get clients, they'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah, no, I went to marriage counseling in this building. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know you were married. He's like, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Not the greatest counselor. Yeah. yeah. And so like I'd be cutting drums and stuff. And like there's literally people like, getting massages downstairs, you know. And so it was it was really it was a fun time. And I was 22. Yeah. And uh, dangerously close to Red Door. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, I guess I could stop on the way yeah. to the studio. Uh, I guess I could stop on the way out of the studio. <laughs> so you guys know, like, you remember the uh, Whiskey Rhythm Saloon? Yeah. The, yeah. So yeah. it's not it's not there anymore. Yeah, I guess it's closed it's- down. But that was, that was, like, a really nice restaurant whenever I was in that building. Well, when I first moved into that building. And then, like, halfway through, it turned into a bar. Yeah. And, like, that bar was attached, basically, to our building. Oh, wow. And so, like, I could go down if I had a session, start, like, start a tab and, like, grab a beer and go back up to the <laughs> studio and just leave my tab open yeah. for a couple hours. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because I could just literally, like, I would walk out the front door and uh, there was just a little like cobblestone uh, sidewalk, and I'd be like 15 feet from the front door of the building. So <laughs> I, mean, I just kind of keep a tab open. Yeah, it was dangerous. Yeah, it's perfect for your early 20s, though. Oh my god! And there, there was a couch. The this couch, man, uh, it was as green as the carpets were, <laughs> and uh, it was like so oversized. Like you're a big dude, like yeah. six what four, six two. I'm Are you not that tall? No. Oh, sh- <laughs> I'm a little guy. Dang, yeah. you're just sitting up so much taller than. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have a lot. Yeah. Okay, dude, if you sat on this couch, you you would look like an infant, dude. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, like your your feet would like you know not touch the ground. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what happened. Like, we I tried selling this couch twice, and nobody could get it out of the room. Like walls oh, were made, yeah, wow. you, know, ar- you know, around this couch. That's so funny. Like, so I don't know if somebody built this couch in the room at some point in time, but it was like a custom couch. It was huge. And so it was the perfect couch to sleep on, man. It was it was amazing. And so we would go, um, we would just, you know, we'd be working and we'd go out. And then I just, there's so many nights I just never made it home. I'd just sleep on that couch, you know. You're like, that's a, as good as a couch anywhere. You know? Yeah. And like, there's, there's, a, uh, there's a bunch of stories about that couch too, you know, like oh, the... Yeah. But when I first moved to town, Doug Johnson, who is like the, I guess, I don't know if he's the head of Black River or if he's the... Uh, VP or something, but he had that studio before me. Okay. And him and his wife, Lisa, um, used to crash on that couch, you know yeah. what I mean? After having too many drinks and she would tell me that the place was haunted <laughs> and that, uh, you know, they'd be sleeping on that couch and like somebody would tickle her toe or something like that, you oh, know? Wow. Yeah. Did you ever get your toe tickled? No. So I would, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't have any like crazy stories about sleeping on the couch but i did get spooked out a couple times yeah. like just being awake there yeah and i would just i would be like trying to like pull on all, all nighter or like work really late get something done and like i would just get spooked and i'd leave that's crazy yeah you know it would only be me yeah. and like the entire building that was how i knew like there's probably something about it because if there was like other people in the building like i never got spooked out yeah. and like the only way that i would know that i was the only one in the building is after i left you know what i mean so yeah. like I would be up in up in the loft working, I'd just get like this weird feeling and like goosebumps everywhere and like like I gotta get out of here. So I'd shut it down and I'd walk out into the parking lot and sure enough, man, only car there. 
Yeah. That's how I knew. I was like, okay, maybe there's something there. That's crazy. But no, no toe tickling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never really believed in some of that, like stuff like that until I kind of experienced it myself when I was in college. Really? And I, I had like a moment of like where I saw almost like an apparition and I was like really freaked out. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, okay, I guess I kind of believe in this now since I kind of saw it. I'm like, I don't think I did any drugs in my life where I should be seeing those things. Yeah. Booze, <laughs> booze usually yeah. doesn't. It Usually makes me see stuff like that. Makes me see less. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have that <laughs> secondary trip ten years later. From, yes. Uh, yeah. From beer. Senses with that. Yes. <laughs> you don't gain extra ones. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's it's, it's cool to see you do that. And I mean, your base is on drumming, right? So that's how you started in the music industry. Yeah, like I moved to town just to be a drummer, and yeah. then um, what happened was I, I got into that whole studio situation there just to cut drums for people. Yeah. And uh, I was driving back and forth from Houston a bunch to do records. Cause I, I, I'm from Houston and I was signed in a band in Houston and like this management company had, had a, a really killer studio. And so I would go back and forth recording projects and I was like, man, it'd be great to have like a studio that I could cut drums so I don't have to go back and forth all the right. time. Makes sense. So that was kind of the thought process. And then, um, I was playing for all these songwriters and they were telling me like they were, they would play their demos and stuff. And like, I got to asking like how much they would spend on these demos that kind of sounded like ass. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, man, they were spending a lot like serious money, you know? Yeah. And I was like, well, shoot, you know, I got, I got 16 channels, you know, I can, I can record something just as shitty for probably half the price. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how I just got, I, that's how I got started in production. And it turns out it's like something I really enjoy, yeah. you know? So it's usually a crazy music road, like how everyone kind of gets to where they're going. Right. And the totally. connections you make help you get there. And the, you know, like you're saying, tracking drums got you to here. You oh, know? And, totally. Yeah. I mean, just, just being a drummer kind of opened the door to the studio thing and then once I was in a studio that kind of opened the door to like you know maybe I could produce something and then once I started doing it because like back then like it, there was a bunch of people that called themselves producers that were not really doing anything and I was like well shoot I can do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> if that's the mark to hit you know what I mean then like I don't I don't feel bad calling myself a producer but it took me a while to like really really kind of like think of myself as like oh like a producer you know what I mean I would always just be like yeah I'm a drummer but, and, you know, like after a couple of like records, like, and I was like, man, I like, I like how this turned out. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I'll be like, okay, maybe I can call myself a producer now, but I still try to wear both hats. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people don't even think of me as a producer. A lot of people think of me as a drummer. And then a lot of people don't think of me as a drummer. So it's really weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? It depends on like what I was doing when you met me yeah. kind of thing, like kind of like your perception of me, which is cool. Like I, I dig that, you know? So we saw you out on the road with Brandon Ray when mm -hmm. we were uh, in Columbus. Columbus yeah. yeah, and uh, it's cool seeing you out there on the road and getting right. after it. Because again, we knew you more from like the production side of it. Like, sure. When I first heard your name, I heard it from like you producing EPs and you know you producing tracks for people. So it's kind of neat getting to see you out there on the road. Yeah, it's like in the natural habitat. Yes, <laughs> you're like this is the normal house that I've lived in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I've, I, mean, I played. I don't even know how many gigs, you yeah. know what I mean? And I still do. I still play gigs all the time. Yeah. And it's like, I, for me, like I, I have to have kind of a healthy balance of playing production and drumming. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I couldn't just produce. I think right. I would get really bored. Right. You that know? Makes sense. So 
I'm always just trying to switch it up. So like when Brandon, Brand, like when Brandon asked me to do that, I was like, okay i'll do it you yeah. know like uh yeah. i thought about it for a second because i was like i i have for whatever reason i just don't enjoy traveling yeah like it's That's weird not your thing well yeah i mean i love travel i don't like touring okay if that makes sense yeah like i i always wanted to be the maternity drummer you know like i wanted to be like oh so-and-so is having a baby like call grady like he'll come in and do a good job but he won't he doesn't want your gig so yeah. like, you're safe you know <laughs> yeah like yeah. that's that's i've always wanted to be that guy you know and but not like oh yeah like that's grady he's played with so-and-so for like 30 years you know like i don't want the medal for the longest you know musician in a touring group yeah and i think it's cool too because the the different people you play with is similar to how you're playing on different tracks here when you, you're sure. doing drum tracks for people or if you're producing, you know, you get to see wear a lot of hats in terms of like the styles that you're playing and, or is it like a band where you play like you always have played and kind of probably grow that way, right? Yeah, I think there's more growth, yeah. Because yeah. uh, like at the end of the day, it just depends, like for me, I, I just want to feel like I'm doing something new and different and becoming better at whatever it is I'm doing yeah. every day. You know what I mean? And so like, the best way to do that is just split it, split up your uh, job responsibilities. Yeah. So like for me, I get to like, for instance, with Brandon, Brandon's stuff is cool. Yeah. It's great music. And, uh, I'll learn a lot as a player, you know, which then informs how I produce because I can pull from that bag of tricks and like, like listening to music is a lot different than learning music. And so when you like having learned Brandon's songs, like I feel like that, helps my uh production like repertoire if i needed to pull from like that kind of bag i, I would know a little bit more of like how to get it you know what yeah. i mean as opposed to just listening you know what i mean because like, you listen to stuff all the time but like you don't retain it right so yeah, like learning that, is kind of different i think that makes sense and being from a non-musical side it kind of gives you some insight in like how that functions and how you truly or how you listen to music is different than how i listen to music because sure. you're listening you know, on a more technical level. Yeah. I'm digesting it yes. the whole time. Yeah. yeah I'm not really yeah. like, I, I'm skipping the consuming part and I'm just digesting and like figuring out like what makes it work yeah. the entire time. It's kind of hard to turn that part off. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Especially yeah. like I thought I was, I thought I was bad as a drummer cause I would just like hone in on the drums. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, what's he, what's the drummer doing? Like, Oh, how did he set up this, you know, section? Well, you know, why is, why, why do I like this? And you like reverse engineer it. And then when I got into production, it's like, I don't think I can actually listen and enjoy music anymore because like now I'm just like, how did they record that? You know, like, yeah. where was the mic placement? You know, what gear did they run through? Like all these questions, you know, how, how did they capture the vocal? How, how many stages of compression did they use? Like it's all, <laughs> it's never ending. And right. so it's really hard to like, just listen to something as a listener, but you know, that's like, that's, that's why it's really valuable to have you guys. Cause yeah. it's like, you guys just. Or consumer. Exactly. So yeah. like, and that's, that's what, at the end of the day, what matters, you got to reach consumers and yeah. Yeah. I have artists that send me stuff and they're like, let me know what you think of this. And my things that I say are very different than the things that their songwriter buddies say, or their musician buddies say, which mm -hmm. is usually a lot of the community. Yeah. So they'll be like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, uh, it sounds like this part sounds like it's like Eric Churchy, you know, or like this part, man, I really dig this. Or, or maybe I'll say like, I don't know if I like the drum on this first part or something, but that's the level of input that I have. Whereas like, you're like, well, I think you should have put your microphone here, you know, yeah. it's just a different kind of thing. Yeah. We're, we're going to like, like going on the internet and going to WebMD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> to diagnose something as opposed to 
going to see a doctor or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're that extremely high level. Yeah. 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 The, yeah right. the trick is like uh, keeping that mindset when you produce, though. You, yeah. you can make things like too slick yeah. really easy, and then you kind of miss the mark a little bit. Um, I, the other thing that's kind of cool, too, is like as a, for like songwriters, you know, sometimes like they'll, they'll listen to a song and they're like, eh. Like it's good, but it's like you're not doing anything like super clever with the with the lyric or the yeah. hook or anything. Um, where like as a consumer, it might just be perfect how it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I had a, a buddy. Uh, I did a song for a guy, and he was like, he's like, I, he's like, I don't know. Let me know what you think, man. Like I think the song's cool. Like all my songwriter buddies hate it though, and like I listened, and I was like, oh, it's good. It's catchy. Like, I just don't, you know, they, they might not be clever enough for, like, your songwriter buddies. But yeah. I think, like, as a consumer, like, you'd probably dig it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I have a, we as you know, we post stupid memes all the time. And the one meme I made was, it's a picture of Ariana Grande and her ex-fiance that was on Saturday Night Live. And it's, like, a catchy song about trucks. And it's, like, looking at the, oh. you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I like a catchy song about trucks every once in a while, <laughs> you know? And, I mean, it's, we compare it to, like, food right you can't eat popcorn all the time but sometimes popcorn is really good to eat that's funny that you say that i i compare it like uh pop music a lot to like fast food yeah you know it's like easily consumed yeah you know yeah and there's i mean there's some aspects of that that can be really powerful you know depending on how you do it right yeah so i think that's cool let's talk about some of the projects that you've uh you've gotten to work on some of the stuff that that we know you from so Job Fortner's EP was yeah. a, a big thing and one of the things that we got to know you from. So yeah, Job was that uh, was like a year ago, I guess. Yeah, you know, we started yeah. that probably December of. Are we in nineteen now? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe December of seventeen is when we started. Yeah, and uh, we tracked it all. Um, I'm trying to remember how I got connected with Job. Like that's kind of bothering me now. <laughs> I just like I feel like I've just always known him. But yeah. um, maybe I don't know. It might have been somebody at at River House that connected us. Because um, he yeah worked. I think yeah I think he's still with like Make Wake artists. Yep. Yeah, um, he's Cappy's his manager. So I, and I know Cappy from playing gigs in Georgia. Yeah, you know I used to play <laughs> way too much in Georgia, honestly. But like <laughs> I go down there with uh, Cole Taylor and. Uh, I met like Bradley and Cappy and all those guys from yep. playing like the 40 watt and all those different places, you know how everybody does. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, and so that was, I don't know. It's kind of fun to see like Cappy's, uh, evolution. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of cool. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how I got to meet Joe, but it was pretty clear right away. It's like, okay, like this guy's different. Like he, he didn't want like the slick thing, no. you know what I mean? At all. Yeah. That's not um, Joe. Mm -mm. And yeah. so, um, like Job also doesn't wear shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like, if you, if you like, like for me, like I want to look at somebody and like, and, and like, just like the way that someone looks and the, the way that they present themselves, it should match the way that they sound. Yeah. You know what sense. I mean? Yeah. Cause like music is just a, it's a, it's an outward expression of who you are on the inside. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Just like your appearance a lot of times is is an outward expression of who you are on the inside. Yep. You know what I mean? Not always like you don't want to judge a book by its cover, but you know what I mean? Like you, you decide, you know, like the shirt you want to put on and all yep. that kind of stuff is a, is a way of representing yourself. 
And Job coming into the studio with no shoes <laughs> told me, like, this guy probably doesn't want a bunch of 808s on his track. No, you know what I mean? Not at all, yeah. Um, so it was kind of a cool, like, um, process with him because it was different. And I wanted to be, like, I went I, – I, I asked him a lot of questions. Like, that's what I do with, with these people. I'm like, okay, so, like, what, what's your deal? And he was playing a lot of shows already. And he was, like – he's, like, people really like my live show. And I was, like, okay, cool. So let's just try to capture that, you know? And yeah. so we did it differently where normally I'll have like an acoustic player, an electric player, keyboard player, bass player, all going down at the same time. And um, I was just like, okay, so maybe let's ditch the acoustic. Like let's start all electrics, just like your live show. You know what I mean? Two electric players going down. So the whole thing turned into kind of like just a one take thing. Like we would just do it as a band until it was right and then we would we would always start on electrics with him because yeah. he's just so, so southern rock you know yeah. what i mean like we wanted to make sure that that was like the the foot that we led off with was like the southern rock two guitars live band and like on some of the songs we even tempo mapped which like we would start and end at different tempos oh, yeah. i'm trying to think which song it was um there's only four of them, (laughs) 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 but one of them, yeah, we, we sped it up probably like a click and a half or two clicks. So like by the end of it, kind of like you would live, if you weren't playing to a click, you start slow and you end up speeding up naturally. You're like excited, you know? So we did that too. Um, which is something you don't do a lot on a record. That's cool. So most of the time when you record stuff, is it, you record the, you know, guitars, you record drums, you know, you track it all separate or like you're saying with Job, you did it all together. So that's not really the norm. To Well, I mean it, that used to be the normal way to do it. I mean, I don't, it's hard to say what's normal and not normal anymore. I would say what Nashville is known for is the live band tracking. Like that's kind of, people are always amazed at how quick you can put a song together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Cause like in LA people are more familiar with like the one, one guy, you know, like the track guy kind of producer, you know what I mean? Where like, he'll play a little bit of keys and a little bit of guitars and program drums and you'll spend all day on a song. But here the way, I mean, especially the way we did Job's record, like we did four songs in three hours, Yeah, you know, and they were done. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's a, it's a different workflow. Um, I say for me personally, I, I do more of that you know what I mean? Than being like the, the one guy track thing. Yeah. And so I feel like people are kind of getting to know me more in town as like the guy who does like full band tracking sessions. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I try not to just do like a one size fits all, you know what I mean? Right. So like I, I'll, I'll, I'll switch it up depending on the project, you know what I mean? And say like, what, how does it need to feel? And then like, kind of let that again, like determine everything really just who, who are you as an artist? Cause yeah. that's not, that's not going to work for everybody. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think it's cool too seeing you get buzz and seeing some of our other, you know, favorites like, like Royal who's coming to you for her EP and, and you're doing Ryan Nelson's EP, which I know Ryan is a producer too. So he has like a, a tight hold on that. So it's shows how much he respects you and what you do. Yeah. Like the Ryan partnership is pretty cool because he has been doing all that stuff himself. You know what I mean? So like we can actually talk about 
all the nerdy things, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, he, he gets it. I'm like, you know, like we will talk about like the, the compression and what gear we're running through. And we'll, we'll have those conversations where like other people are like, cool. Yeah. You, you do your thing, man. Like I trust you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't know. It's cool. And it's, it, it's, 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 it challenges me in different ways. You know what I mean? Because now you have two engineers like thinking about things. And, yeah. And it's making that work where you're happy with it and he's happy with it. Yeah, I think it probably gets to a better product that way too because you know, it's like a little bit more quality control at yeah. that point because you have somebody that knows exactly what you're doing all the time. Yeah. It's harder. You can't like get get away with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited about that one. That's one of my most anticipated releases. Man, it's it's going to be good, I yeah. think. And we, we, did, uh, we did something different with that too because um, we, we recorded six songs and um, – so like no one's really cutting like records right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Unless you're like, you know, Got already. Right. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're big. Yeah. And and that's cool. But like I wanted to make Ryan's thing feel like a record. You know how like like a record will kind of take you on a journey a little yes. bit where like not every song is exactly the same. Yep. And so we cut a bunch of songs thinking about singles. Right. So it's like inherently like those songs kind of will feel similar because like. Right now, it's not like Ryan has a bunch of money to throw right. at just trying songs. You know what I mean? We want every song to be like single potential because yeah. we're only cutting six. Right. So how do I make six songs that all could potentially be singles sound different? And so I, I sent them all to different mixing engineers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that way like it doesn't have the same stamp over all of them. And yeah. That way each song will kind of have like its own life in a way. You know what I mean? That's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. So like, that's the fun part about producing. Like for me is like, how do I approach this and make it different? You know? Cause it's like, you always, you're presented like a, a set of challenges and it's like a puzzle putting it all together and then making it work, you know? And so for him, I was like, cause he's kind of, he, he's a record guy. Like he yeah. would, if he had the money and yeah. if it made sense, like he would, he would do 12 to 14 songs and, and then we could right? go on and <laughs> yeah. he's great. He has great songs we could go and and do like all kinds of different things to make make it all all the songs different but for his first one like out of the you know first first thing out of the bat or out of the cage whatever the however that thing goes yeah. uh, we, it was kind of important that we uh made the most of our six songs you yeah. know so anyway that was I, I that was the first time I had tried that and I was kind of happy with how it turned out That's so great. we're almost done we're in mixing mode nice. right now so yeah I'm excited really, to hear really the close. finished product once it's done it's gonna be cool. Yeah. I'm sure you'll hear it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about Sunday school. So that's your uh, your round, and we yeah. did a takeover with you on it, and dude. Yeah, talk, man. That, as if I wasn't busy enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I that actually whole that whole thing kind of started as a fluke, honestly. Really? Yeah. My buddy Nathan, uh, I I play with an an artist Nathan Christopher in town a bunch, and he's he's a great dude. You should check him out. Cool um very real pop country you know kind of kind of thing and he was looking to do some more in-town shows and uh he's like you know of any places to play and i was like i mean anything down there on uh demumbrian would be fine you know what i mean for yeah. in-town stuff he's like you have any contacts down there i was like mm, not really i was like and then i just kind of let this slip out of my mouth i was like yeah i was thinking about maybe like putting a round together or something and next thing you know, he had like the contact information for one of the bars down there yeah. and like had CC'd me on an email uh, <laughs> with with whoever the, 
I forget her name now, whoever was in charge of entertainment at this bar called South. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this is my buddy Grady. He wants to put a round together. And I was like, oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh. I was like, shoot, man, I'll try it. You know, let's see what happens. And so we did it. And our first one was, it was, it was really great. So it kind of steamrolled into like a monthly thing. Yeah. Um, but like our first one, I'm trying to remember the lineup. Brandon Ray played Adam okay. Hambrick. Um, I have the poster in here somewhere. I could, I should probably get it. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> See, our, our first one was Matt Roy, Brandon Ray, Nick Sturms, Adam Hambrick, Rick Farrell, and Adam Wood. Yeah. And then full band was Nathan, the guy who, uh, CC'd me on the email. Right. <laughs> and we had Job. Yeah. On there and Adam Sanders. Yeah. Adam Sanders. Great. And then also, uh, Golden West was on there too. But, um, yeah, and then Cole Swindle showed up and closed out the night with oh, wow. Adam. Yeah, it was like this big – it turned into a thing. and um, it kind of, So, yeah, it just kind of steamrolled after that. And uh, we would just do it once a month. And being – being like thought process behind it was like, okay, like we're not trying to be Whiskey Jam. We're yeah. not trying to be Bus Call. Right. <clears throat> and I don't have the time to do it weekly anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, how can we make it different? Well, if we don't do it every week, it becomes more of a thing to do, I guess, when you do 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 it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, also we would do like me and some of the guys that play at the studio all the time would form a house band yeah. and we would invite um, artists up to play like five songs, you know. Yeah. And um, that was kind of the one thing that makes us different is that I, I kind of foot the bill for the uh, house band. We'll do rehearsals here. And so it's like a really it doesn't cost the artist anything to go out and play with the band. Right. You know? And so we've been, you know, fortunate to get some really great people to do uh, full band stuff. And uh, a lot of up and coming people that don't have the five to 600 bucks it takes to go, you know, play their songs out with the band. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a neat thing. And I think it was like Adam Craig played ours and he was like, yeah, you mean they have a whole band there for me? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's like, that's freaking awesome. You yeah. Know? It's a, it's cool. And I think you're exactly right. That's kind of like one of the things that makes it different than every other. And, round, and also you know? it feels, it feels good too. Cause it's a way of giving back for yeah. me. Cause you know, I've almost been in town almost 10 years. Like I'm eight and a half years in never had a day job. I mean, it's only because of the generosity of songwriters and, you know, I've been fortunate enough to work with a ton of people that take care of their players, you know what I yeah. mean? And so it, it's a very, like, it's this the least I can do. Like, really, when I thought about it, I was like, man, and especially doing the production thing, too. It, it kind of gives, like, a platform for some of these people I'm working with to go and play. Not that yeah. they need another one. But it never but hurts. It, it never hurts. And especially, I, I really feel like the thing that makes it special is just the fact that there's a house band that you can use and... Just pick your five songs. The players are going to be good. You know yeah. what I mean? And everyone's been played on number one. So yeah, yeah. yeah I, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of funny. You know? Yeah. Um, but you know, there's no obligation to, to to use these guys or me either. I just 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 hey, it's here. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Joe brought his band because he's a band guy. Yeah, and that makes yeah. sense. And yeah. that's totally cool. Yeah. And so I I didn't I don't know I was I didn't want it to be a turn I didn't want it to feel like. I was trying to like con my way into like playing with people. I just wanted it to be like, dude, come play full band. Cause like, I know like if you ask an artist to go play full band, they're like, Oh shit. Like yeah. now I got to go like do yeah. a rehearsal, yeah. round up players, pay them all. It's a huge headache. You know what I mean? 
or if it's like you only want to do it with your regular guys, it's like, are they all available or, or instead of just me, am I available to play? Right. Know? And it's not like, I mean, whiskey jam is such a thing now that people will, they'll spend the money and go out there with, with their guys. Yep. But like for me doing like a, a new round, asking people to play full band, you know what I mean? Like that, that would almost be like, be like an unnecessary expense. You know yeah. what I mean? They're taking a huge gamble at that point. And yep. so we wanted to make sure that we got like good songwriters and good artists, yeah. you know, each month. And so that's one way of like taking the risk out of it for them. Like it's just their time. Yeah. If they're willing, if they have like an hour to two hours total, they can come to the rehearsal and they can go do the gig and they're cool. And it's like a minimal amount of effort for them. So yeah. it's, it's cool. But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens this year. You know, it's been a whole year now since we started. Yeah. It's cool to see it and see all the people and, there's a lot of overlap even before we knew you formally of like the people that played this and you know, the people that we like the, the most and try to try to push. And it's cool seeing your production side, you know, you working with artists that we love and uh, then you even introducing us to some other artists, you know, sure. so, like giving us, Hey, check out this person or check out this, this music. What do you think of this? Yeah. It's, it's I, I need cool. to do more of that. Honestly, yeah, man, use absolutely. you guys as like a springboard for, yeah. for stuff. We love that. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all are always on the hunt for new new music. Hundred percent. You know. Yep, absolutely. Well, man, th thank you so much for being here and uh, well, us being here. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, thanks for having us. No worries, yeah. man. Thanks for coming out here. Absolutely, and thanks again for letting us do uh, that takeover. I'm sure we're gonna be doing another one here soon. Let me know that. Yeah. Selfishly, it makes my life so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it, and like I said, thanks for being here and. Guys, thanks for listening, and if you like it, make sure you follow Grady at Sunday School and also on his personal social media. Can you yeah. give him that? Yep, Grady Saxman. Yeah. Sax like a saxophone player. S-A-X. Yes. Man. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys for being with us, and we appreciate you. And this is Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row. Yeah, I'm a little on the wild side. You might say I'm that guy. Waking up in the morning and you feeling like the bottom of the last night But you know I hold my head high Cause it ain't nothing but a short ride With a burnt mixtape cranking Hank When we pull up at the shoreline I'll probably show up drunk With my shirt undone Drinking my hand not giving a damn Chasing that summer sun Probably bomb us more Try to hold